Hello, world. I'm Roger Corville, and this is For the Hope's Daily Audio Bible, where we read through the scriptures conversationally, talk about the truth claims of Christianity, and learn to fall more in love with Jesus and the people in his world. You ready? Let's roll. Welcome. So, yesterday we witnessed the birth of the church. Thousands of people became Jesus followers, and just like the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem opposed Jesus, well, Jesus said it was going to happen, didn't he? Hey, Hopeful, welcome to For the Hope's Daily Audio Bible, which is part of our journey together, where we read through every word of God's revelation of himself, Monday through Saturday, and do a special little reflection on Sunday, which we'll get to tomorrow. And we consider our own life and work stories in light of all that. This week's episodes are brought to you by a few of you, faithful, pray, praying persons and financial supporters. I do thank you for all of that. To be fair, today's New Testament reading is going to be a cliffhanger that I'm going to have to finish on Monday. But I want you to notice what happens here. Remember how yesterday Peter made no bones about saying that Jesus was both the promised Messiah and Lord, meaning head dude in charge? And the answer to your woes, my friends, do you remember this? Do you remember what he said? The answer to your woes is new social reform and eliminating oppressive governments and changing the grade school curriculum and, and <laughs> psych. No, he said what is germane to receiving the good news is repent and believe. So in today's reading, notice this about his next sermon. Who was the audience and what did he share? Acts chapter 3. Now, Peter and John were going up to the temple for the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. A man who was lame from birth was being carried there. He placed each day, he was placed each day at the temple gate called Beautiful, so that he could beg from those entering the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter the temple, he asked for money, and Peter, along with John, looked straight at him. Pause. That's probably a good thing to do with like homeless people and or people who are like the outcasts of society, right? Peter and John looked straight at him and said, look at us. So he turned to them, expecting to get something from them. But Peter said, I don't have silver or gold, but what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. Then, taking him by the right hand, he raised him up, and at once his feet and ankles became strong. So he jumped up and started to walk, and he entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. All the people saw him walking and praising God, and they recognized that he was the one who used to sit and beg at the beautiful gate of the temple. So they were filled with awe and astonishment at what had happened to him. While he was holding on to Peter and John, all the people, utterly astonished, ran toward them in what is called Solomon's Colonnade. And when Peter saw this, he addressed the people. Fellow Israelites, why are you amazed at this? Why do you stare at us as though we had made him walk by our own power or godliness? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our ancestors, has glorified his servant Jesus, whom you handed over and denied before Pilate, though he had decided to release him. 
You denied the Holy and Righteous One and asked to have a murderer released to you. You killed the source of life whom God raised from the dead. We are witnesses of this. By faith in His name, His name made this man strong whom you see and know. So the faith that comes through Jesus has given him this perfect health in front of all of you. And now, brothers and sisters, I know that you have acted in ignorance, just as your leaders did. In this way, God fulfilled what he had predicted through all the prophets, that his Messiah would suffer. Therefore, repent and turn back, so that your sins may be wiped out, that seasons of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send Jesus who has been appointed for you as the Messiah. Heaven must receive him until the time of the restoration of all things, which God spoke about through his holy prophets from the beginning. Moses said, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your brothers. You must listen to everything he tells you, and everyone who does not listen to that prophet will be completely cut off from the people. In addition, all the prophets who have spoken from Samuel and those after him have foretold these days. You are the sons of the prophets and of the covenant that God made with your ancestors, saying to Abraham, And all the families of the earth will be blessed through your offspring. God raised up his servant and sent him first to you to bless you by turning each of you from your evil ways. And that's the end of chapter 3. And that's the end of his little sermon. And then the very next line says, while they were speaking to the people, and you're just going to have to see how that goes. <laughs> but um, incidentally, did you notice, instead of illustrating how generous the Christians were with their money when uh, talking about um, Peter and John kind of reaching out to the, the guy who couldn't walk, Interestingly, Luke here shows us the reason why material goods were regarded so casually by the apostles. They had something even better to share. And what Peter had and gave was the wholeness that comes through faith in the name or authority of Jesus Christ. I think that's useful for us to remember in our kind of now and not yet existence with uh, Jesus. So, turning back to our Old Testament segment, today we we begin narratives, which is a lot more storytelling than all of some of that law stuff, though you're going to hear some stuff that does get kind of repetitive from time to time. Today we begin the book of Joshua, and Joshua gives the account of Israel taking possession of the land promised by God, the division of the land uh, among the tribes, which will sound kind of wonky. And finally, the renewal of the covenant at Shechem. That's a big deal, right? So there's kind of four sections. Next couple days, we'll be talking about the entry to the land and then its conquest. And then the third section is the division amongst the tribes. And then the worship of Yahweh in it. So this first section focuses on crossing into the land. And note this, the mission of the spies that we will get to recalls a previous unsuccessful mission, but here, the cooperation of the Canaanite Rahab and her confession of faith give it a hope um, of a better sequel, if you want to call it that. Joshua chapter 1. 
After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord, spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now you and all the people prepare to cross over the Jordan to the land I am giving the Israelites. I have given you every place where the sole of your foot treads, just as I promised Moses. Your territory will be from the wilderness in Lebanon to the great river, the Euphrates River, all the land of the Hittites, and west to the Mediterranean Sea. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. I will be with you, just as I was with Moses. I will not leave you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous, for you will distribute the land I swore to their ancestors to give them as an inheritance. Above all, be strong and very courageous to observe carefully the whole instruction my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or the left, so that you will have success wherever you go. The book of instruction must not depart from your mouth. You are to meditate on it day and night, so that you may carefully observe everything written in it. For then you will observe, I'm going to repeat that again, and I'll just say this, my friends, we're keeping it real today. I'm just on my mobile phone, and um, I'm not even going to go back and edit. So there you go. Thanks for bearing with me for while I'm on vacation and on the road. The book of instruction must not depart from your mouth. You are to meditate on it day and night, so that you may carefully observe everything written in it. For then you will prosper and succeed in whatever you do. Haven't I commanded you, be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, Go through the camp and tell the people, Get provisions ready for yourselves, for within three days you will be crossing the Jordan to go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you to inherit. Joshua said to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, Remember what Moses, the Lord's servant, commanded you when he said, The Lord your God will give you rest, and he will give you this land. Your wives, dependents, and livestock may remain in the land Moses gave you on this side of the Jordan, but your best soldiers must cross over in battle formation ahead of your brothers and help them until the Lord gives your brothers rest as he has given you, and they too possess the land the Lord your God is giving them. You may then return to the land of your inheritance and take possession of what Moses, the Lord's servant, gave you on the east side of the Jordan. They answered Joshua, Everything you have commanded us we will do, and everywhere you send us we will go. We will obey you, just as we obeyed Moses in everything. Certainly the Lord your God will be with you as he was with Moses. Anyone who rebels against your order and does not obey your words in all that you command him will be put to death, above all. Be strong and courageous. That's quite a little uh, speech. I guess everybody's in a good mood, right? Chapter 2. The king of Jericho was told, Look, some of the Israelite men have come here tonight to investigate the land. Then the king of Jericho sent word to Rahab and said, Bring out the men who came to you and entered your house, for they came to investigate the entire land. But the woman had taken the two men and hidden them. So she said, Yes, the men did come to me, but I don't know where they came from. At nightfall, when the city gate was about to close, the men went out, and I don't know where they were going. Chase after them, and you can catch up with them. But she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them among the stalks of flax that she had arranged on the roof. The men pursued them along the road to the fords of the Jordan, and as soon as they left to pursue them, the city gate was shut. 
Before the men fell asleep, she went up to the roof and said to them, I know that the Lord has given you this land and that the terror of you has fallen on us and everyone who lives in the land is panicking because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea before you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to Zion and Og, the two Amorite kings you completely destroyed across the Jordan. When we heard this, we lost heart and everyone's courage failed because of you. For the Lord your God is God in heaven above and on earth below. Now, please swear to me by the Lord that you will also show kindness to my father's family, because I showed kindness to you. Give me a sure sign that you will spare the lives of my father, mother, brothers and sisters, and all who belong to them, and save us from death. The men answered her, We will give our lives for yours. If you don't report our mission, we will show kindness and faithfulness to you when the Lord gives us the land. And then she let them down by a rope through the window, since she lived in a house that was built into the wall of the city. Go to the hill country so that the men pursuing you won't find you, she said to them. Hide there for three days until they return. Afterward, go on your way. The men said to her, We will be free from this oath that you made us swear, unless, when we enter the land, you tie this scarlet red cord, or scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down. Bring your father, mother, brothers, and all your father's family into your house. If anyone goes out of the doors of your house, his death will be his own fault, and we will be innocent. But if anyone with you in the house should be harmed, his death will be our fault. And if you report our mission, we are free from the oath you made us swear. Let it be as you say, she replied, and she sent them away. After they had gone, she tied the scarlet cord to the window, and so the two men went into the hill country and stayed there three days until the pursuers had returned. They searched all along the way, but they did not find them. Then the men returned, came down from the hill country and crossed the Jordan. They went to Joshua, son of Nun, and reported everything that had happened. And they told Joshua, The Lord has handed over the entire land to us. Everyone who lives in the land is also panicking because of us. And that, my friends is chapter up through chapter two. I think we'll keep it a little bit shorter today just because it's Saturday. And um, before we close out with a little bit of Proverbs, let me just say this. Um, on Monday, we're going to talk about Acts chapter four in the little Always Be Ready segment about the power of the Holy Spirit. And I hope that you get us the same sense from that that we caught from the Israelites here, right? They get a clear word from the Lord. They're feeling good. The Lord has said, well, I'm going ahead of you. You're going to conquer it. And they just got a good report back from Jericho. Everybody's feeling pretty awesome. That's how I want you to feel at the end of that always be ready segment on Monday. Don't miss that. Closing out today with some uh, Proverbs for our wisdom segment. Proverbs chapter 17, beginning in verse 1. Better a dry crust with peace than a house full of feasting with strife. A prudent servant will rule over a disgraceful son and share an inheritance among brothers. A crucible for silver and a smelter for gold, and the Lord is the tester of hearts. A wicked person listens to malicious talk. A liar pays attention to a destructive tongue. 
The one who mocks the poor insults his maker, and the one who rejoices over calamity will not go unpunished. Grandchildren are the crown of the elderly, and the pride of children is their father's. Eloquent words are not appropriate on a fool's lips. How much worse are lies for a ruler? I think I'm just going to pause right there. That gets us up through verse 7. And if you happen to be listening right through, that will be the perfect little segue right into that Always Be Ready segment on Monday. Eloquent words are not appropriate on a fool's lips. How much worse are lies for a ruler? Let me send you here out of here praying. Lord God, um, Lord, you are good and you are you are God. And Lord, I just think about how patient you have been with me in my lifetime. Lord, I thank you for your patience and your grace. I thank you that by the power of your Holy Spirit, you give us a vision for the ultimate justice that you will bring. Lord, that you are being patient until the very last of the believers are in the fold. And Lord, I thank you for what Jesus did. And Lord, I thank you for each and every listener here. Lord, thank you for those who pray. May we glorify you, Lord, in Jesus' name. I love you, my friends. Amen. Amen.